Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, once again, is Colin Mitchell. What happened, as always? What did I say? You said once again. Once again, as always. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Different okay. day. All right. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Hey, same thing, different day, just like North Texas blowing leads. <laughs> yep, that's how we're starting this podcast. All off. right. Let's, all right. Let's, let's get into let's it. Let's get right into it. Not waste any time. Um, so it's kind of cloudy outside. It's kind of cold outside. Pretty terrible weather. Um, but it was a nice day over in Norfolk, Virginia yesterday, Colin. Oh, yeah? <sighs> tell, tell me about that nice day there, Bruni. Oh, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you all about it. I wasn't there, but I'll tell you about it. Okay. So it was cool. It was about 55 degrees outside. I'm, I saw Mason Fine throwing the ball before. They wore the – North Texas wore those gray unis with the black helmet. Yep, yep. It was, it was cool. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of it as much as, like, you know, maybe gray tops with green shorts or, you know, vice versa, something like that. I want some green in there. I feel like yeah, there's yeah. too much black and yeah. white in their uniform <laughs> combinations these days. I feel like you're avoiding the real problem here. No, hold on. I'm getting there. We're, okay. You got to build anticipation. I slapped the audience in the face initially, and then you got to – Oh, you got to kind of reel them back in. Yeah, you got to reel them back in. All right, right, okay. Everyone looked good, you know. It was a nice day outside. Um, I didn't see what Seth was wearing. I think he was wearing a short sleeve shirt. I'm not sure. (laughs) But everyone looked comfortable, and game started off. North Texas deferred, as they always like doing. And second pass of the game, Kimon Hall, interception, baby. Claps. They did it. Thumbs up. Yep, we're back to their old ways, forcing turnovers, making money. And so offense goes down, scores, boom, just like that, 7-0. Passing record. Yeah, boom, passing record. Mason Fine breaks it on a beautiful pass to Rico Bussey in the corner. In the, uh, It's not really the corner of the end zone, but on a little out route just right over the defender. Mason Fine, congratulations on breaking the all-time passing record at UNT. Claps right now. That's big deal, big deal. Um, Then, I mean, Old Dominion, once again, they couldn't do anything. They just couldn't move the ball at all. And, I mean, they – they're a pass-heavy offense. They couldn't pass the ball, really. I mean, they, they converted a couple first downs, I think, before they punted again. And North Texas just, uh, you know, got the ball back, did what they did again. DeAndre Torrey was walking down the field. Mason Fine, I think Mason, I'm trying to think if that was the rushing or passing touchdown. Regardless, it was t- another touchdown. Uh, same thing happened, you know, for a couple more possessions into the second quarter, deep into the second quarter. Old Dominion couldn't do anything. Yep. Then... Old Dominion, we'll get into specifics here, but basically, Old Dominion goes on a 34-3 to run. Yeah, it went touchdown, field goal, touchdown, punt, touchdown, field goal, punt, touchdown. Yeah, so 34-3 to run by Old Dominion to close the game over the last 33 minutes of regulation. And North Texas finds itself now 7-3 and overall after being 4-0 and to start the year and 3-3 and in conference play. And everybody is losing their mind right now, and probably rightfully so. You know, we we joked after what loss was it? We joked after the, the UAB loss, loss. I thought. Well, after both losses, we were yeah. like, oh, you know, it's all right. You yeah, know, it happens. This team was good that they played and everything, and it was a close game, and they had a chance to win it down the stretch. Yeah, no excuses now. This is a different story. This is very much a different story, and um, we don't have a soundboard. But if we had a soundboard, I'd say. Pr- ring the alarms press the sirens sos um <laughs> i we, we used to we joked that it's not panic timer yet right we said everything yeah, is still fine that yeah. was the name of one of our podcasts yeah it, everything was still fine and then it kind of you know uab gave us a little a couple little more red flags 
Rice game wasn't Rice wasn't pretty. Wasn't pretty, and then you know we went all right off the bye week. This 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 team will they'll come through, and we saw exactly the opposite. And in fact, we saw a, probably the worst second half performance in a long, long time. I think yeah, well I definitely mean, of the Seth Latrell era. Uh, yeah, of the Seth Latrell era for sure. And it's definitely the worst loss in the Seth Latrell era. Yes, with all the context you yes. got behind yes. it. Yes, I mean the only probably second is probably the UTEP lost his first year when they had to win to get into to get six wins and they lost to yeah. UTEP. Um, but this one is definitely worse. We're given the whole context of the situation. This yeah. is this is a team that could have possibly ran the table after the UAB loss and just, I mean, coming back kind of deflated against Rice and then ODU is just... I, I don't really know what to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, because I'm at a loss for words, really, because I mean, because I, I, I was busy yesterday keeping up with the scoring updates and the drives and everything. I was like, oh, 20 to zero, I can kind of chill out for a little bit and do what I got to do. And I came back and it was like, there wasn't a score. Yes. So and North Texas hadn't scored anymore. Yeah. So basically, I mean, a lot, I'm, I'm assuming, a lot of people can watch watch the uh, watch the uh, game not only because you know people are busy, but because the broadcast on ESPN three was terrible, was god awful. Yeah, I, I saw about a lot it. of that stuff. Yeah, everyone was all upset about it. Um, so it's kind of good to go through and recap kind of what happened. And basically, and I would give you an in depth breakdown of what what happened if if I could explain it. <laughs> but when you look at the stats, even I mean, offensively, it's just it not too too much changed. Besides, like they had the big plays in the first half, and the yep. second half they didn't get the big plays at all. The longest pass uh, to a receiver in the second half was for nine yards. That was the longest pass completed, and they had a 16-yard pass to DeAndre Torrey where he caught it out of the backfield and ran. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a different play, but you just—it's a completely different offense when they don't get those big plays and Mason's not throwing the ball down the field. And you look at it—I mean, the first half they had completions of 26, 11, 16, 15, 11, 13. Yeah. Second half. The longest completion was nine to a receiver. Yeah. Oh, and one of those was the 16 to DeAndre Torrey, so exclude that. But still, I mean, <laughs> the offense just looked so different, and I'm not sure. I'm, I was trying to watch it as intently as I could what was happening <laughs> because we always come on here and we're like, yeah, we're I don't to... know. Was it the play call? I don't know. Was yeah. it the defense? I don't know. Did they not adjust? I don't – we don't we, – we're try, we try to figure it out, but it's so hard to, like, figure out in the – snap a finger during a game when you're trying to focus on a lot of other things and i'm trying to you know type yeah, updates type and stuff updates and everything but i just think that at a certain point man there, there was a somebody on twitter said it, it's it's either you know it's either heart of this team or it's you know coaches making adjustments and after the uh what game was it? after the uab game latrell said no they didn't make any adjustments they just we just started making a little more mistakes. I was like, okay, right. okay, I believe that. But when Old Dominion comes out and scores thirty-four to three on you, and your offense completely changes how yeah. they execute, exactly, something had to have changed adjustment-wise. Whether that's you know the ODU safeties playing deeper and you know giving up the five-yard routes to Michael Lawrence, who had uh, what was it, five catches for thirty-nine yards, you know, eight yards a catch. That that was pretty much what North Texas offense was in the second half, mm-hmm. and. So you can't tell me that you go from Rico Bussey thirty yard bomb in the end zone to Michael Lawrence five yard receptions over Every and over time, and over. Yeah. 
and say that nothing's changed here. It's either the play call or the defense has is making the play call change, and I still don't know what that is. Yeah, and it's frustrating because <laughs> because it, it's it's hard. Like to... you have to go back and watch that film a couple times, and I'm I'm gonna try to go back and watch that film, uh, however I can get. I don't know if it's still gonna be on ESPN three. I'll probably look, but it's such a complex issue that I don't even I again I. I want to come on here and tell you everything that's wrong with this team. I want to, you, I want to come on here and be like, this is why they're losing games. This is why they can't score in the second half. It's just such a complex issue because the run game even was fine in the second half. Yeah. They averaged like four and a half yards yeah. per carry in the second half. They were moving the ball pretty fine. But when you look at their drive chart, hold on, let me pull the drive chart up. I have it up. All right, read the North Texas in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I have it up too, but go ahead. Read second it. half? Okay, yes. it was so after... Actually... Starting at the interception Mason find through to end the second quarter pretty okay, much. Okay, so it was interception, Mason's yes. interception. And then it was punt, then it was turnover on downs, and then it was a field goal, and then it was a fumble, and then it was a turnover on downs, and it was a punt, and then that was the end of the game. All right, so when you look at those, you have the interception. You know, that's not normal for Mason Fine standards, but it happens. Um, and that was on a seven-play, 30-yard drive. So they were moving the ball pretty pretty effectively up to that point and they were around midfield if i remember correctly then the next possession you have a three and out all right that that can't really that can't happen against a defense like old dominion yeah. you should be able to get a first down on these defense yep um and they had three three and outs for the game i think that's worth noting not including the final play um, final drive so then you have the turnover on downs where you go 12 plays 65 yards i, I know you probably didn't see it i didn't even see it because i was typing so <laughs> I was writing the update. I had, okay, uh, Cole Headland, you know, 27-yard field goal, good. I was writing. And I go back, I look over, and they didn't score. And I was like, what happened? And I hear the broadcaster say something like, uh, it was a fake field goal, and Quinn yeah. Board basically got just, it just got and stopped. tried running or something like that. And so if you watch the game, you know what I'm saying. But if you didn't, then that's as good as I remember. <laughs> um, Quinn basically tried running it off a design run or something like that and got completely stuffed on a fourth and seven, nonetheless. Okay, this wasn't a fourth and one. Right. So that completely kills the drive where you do 12 plays. Um, then the next possession, you go 17 plays, 17 yards. That was off of the um, – was that off a of fumble? I'm trying to remember. No, that was off a of blocked punt by Rico Bussey, who – tipped a punt and went like 17 yards or whatever so they move the ball 17 yards in seven plays okay and they kick a field goal finally yep so okay cool next possession you go 33 yards six plays fumble um was it was was a catch by deandre tory yeah it was deandre tory it was deandre tory i fumbled it there so it's another drive for nothing like you're getting yards but you're not doing anything right Uh, then you have turnover on down, six plays for 19 yards. That was around midfield, and that was a super questionable call. I tweeted about it because um, I was like, they had it on baseline ODU's, I think it was 40, no, they had it on their own 47, and it was a fourth and one. Yeah. And they run it, and once again, they couldn't get it. And so it's another example of this, just, this offense just not being able to get one yard. So then you have a three and out when you literally three first down probably two Bruni is visibly upset right now two or three first downs probably (laughs) win you the game at that point and you only take two minutes off the clock yeah and so then ODU comes down and scores so that's the drive chart of the last seven drives for North Texas yeah 
Yeah. I just want to let that sit for a second. Because and, and it's and it's to, looking at it too. It's such a contrast because you have touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown, touchdown, and then it's just nothing. The thing is, I worry about this offense. Well, okay, football is such a football nowadays is a weird sport because the run game you can say it's important as much as you want. Yeah. But we've seen on every level. DeAndre Troy, we've seen this offense specifically, um, specifically against Rice last time. DeAndre Troy had a great game, had all those yards, touchdowns, whatever. Yeah. But they didn't pull away until Mason Fine took over the right. game in the fourth quarter and right. started just throwing the ball for a, a great um, great amount of their snaps. The Old Dominion was kind of another example where Mason Fine didn't play well, and I'm, I'm on record of saying that was his worst game of the year. I mean, it wasn't Super bad statistically, but it was not a great performance. And DeAndre Torrey had a great game, 145 yards, 25 carries. I mean, he had a terrific game, but the offense just goes as far as Mason Fine goes right now. Right, and we and we like you said, you said we said that against Rice, and it's we we called last last week's podcast another close blowout because it's close until Mason just get they just throw the ball in his hands again like they do in the first quarter. And I'm right now. I'm trying to go through and look, go play by play to just kind of see on mm-hmm. the on the play chart. But it seems like they're like, oh, we're up twenty eight to zero. Let's just kind of cool it now. Yeah. And it it seems like that, and then it gives teams a chance to come back and kind of you know take advantage of that. And like you said, it's not like the offense is. Uh, I don't want to say it, because they are stalling, but they're 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 still able to get yards. But they they always get just mistakes. Yeah, man. and there's so many fourth and ones. I feel like yeah. you know how many, you know how many well, there fourth was one. and ones. There was one. Well, no, no, but like throughout the season. Yes, throughout the season. Yes, um, I looked it up. There were two third and ones and one fourth and one last night, and the North Texas went one for three on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all runs, uh, I believe by DeAndre Torrey, almost positive by DeAndre Torrey, and they just couldn't get them, and so. I understand when people get frustrated with, you know, Coach Graham Harrell, offense coordinator Graham Harrell, you know, in his play call selection sometimes. I still don't think he's the 100% reason, but if defenses are adjusting to you, like what I'm assuming that they are adjusting, and Coach Trell probably will come out and say, oh, you didn't make any adjustments. You know, they, we just made mistakes. We just had a fumble, yeah. you know, interception, stuff like that. You can't tell me y'all make that many mistakes to to where you're only throwing eight yard routes to, go, or to DeAndre Torrey to where you're dominating the game and just completely looking like the the worst team on the field <laughs> against Old Dominion. Uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Against Old, this isn't this isn't La Tech or UAB exactly. where you can kind of go, oh okay, it's just the better team won. Yeah, this team is bad. They are not a good team. Yeah, they're not. Uh, Old Dominion is not a good team, and that's what makes this loss so shocking. Is that it just came out of nowhere 28 to 0 and i'm sitting there (laughs) i'm sitting there i was okay this is a great something to talk about when when Kyrie muhammad got ejected he um the referee for those of y'all who don't know Kyrie muhammad safety junior safety starting safety for north texas got ejected for spitting or for quote-unquote spitting as the referee said on a odu player right um, Kyrie Muhammad is the last person I would expect on this defense to spit on somebody, but I'm not going to rule it out because, you know, it's the heat of the game. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he did that. And this just gives context to how much of a blowout this game was at the time. At the time I'm texting people and I'm like, 
you know, it's all right. They're up 28 to to 7 at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no, I'm like, this, it's a blowout. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fine. If anything, it just adds interest. It's a, you know, it's yeah. a funny storyline to talk about on tomorrow's podcast. I thought. And that's not that, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that just shows. I mean, then he gives up a, that gives up a field goal to Old Dominion. And then the second half happens, and North Texas goes three and out to start the second half. And from then on, this team just can't handle the smallest of momentum shifts. Which is so weird because that's such a difference from last season. It's so weird. Because last season, they have no momentum until the end. And you can't tell me, okay, Jeffrey Wilson was tremendous. But Jeff- he was out the last eight games of the season. Okay, not eight. Or how last, it was? Last four. It was a four? four? It was not okay, eight. Okay, it just feels like so much more. Not eight. They played like 13 games total. Oh, sorry. Four, whatever. Um, but no, like Jeffrey Wilson was great. He missed some time, and Mason Fine was obviously the leader of that offense last year. Like, yeah. it wasn't even close. Like, yeah. So, yeah. it's the same leader on offense. Defensively, you could say, you know, Keyshawn McClain was the leader last year, but Keyshawn McClain was not a great leader of right. the defense. Like, you would still say EJ, I think. Yeah. So you, and the defense is better Yeah, and then season. you have Brandon Garner as well. Like, you have plenty of returners on both sides of the ball. That's what you're saying. That's why I agree with what you're saying is that it's so weird that this team is shook by the smallest things. Like, Kyrie Muhammad gets ejected. So what? You go to halftime next, and you telling me you come out and lay an egg like that? Yeah. That's just shocking to me. It's... I, I, don't, I don't understand it because you can't tell me the defense is like... I, I'm just shocked that a defense would be like, man, our offense went three and out. We have to get a stop now. And then that adds pressure to them. And then they're like, oh, no, we can't perform. And then you give up. What did they give up on the first possession? Uh, a touchdown. They gave yeah, a touchdown. Gave a Nine play, forty-eight drive, 48, 48 yards. And the thing is, when you look at, I just felt like Old Dominion had so many chances to come back. Like North Texas just couldn't. Like that last drive when they went three now, they just couldn't put a string of first downs together to put the game away. Or when they did, it was just a turnover or a mistake. And so that's my whole rant on this whole thing. It went, it went a while. <sighs> he, he's he's visibly heated. It did. <laughs> it did. I um. I think that's I think that's most of what I have to say in the general sense about this game. That's so. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, that was that was the final breakdown in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> was, um, I just kind of sat and, and, and watched Bruni go to town. <laughs> so yeah, so that was that's Old Dominion defeating North Texas, thirty-four to thirty-one, on the road. Um, Colin, what what what's your takeaway? You you talked a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> gotta let you gotta let you get yes, your breath you back. Get, let me drink some water. Yeah, Let's there go you ahead. go. Um, I t- Again, watch or watching the updates in the game, you d- you never you never n- at no point during this game or even last week was I like oh yeah they're gonna lose this game, even though ODU had that upset over Virginia Tech whatever that that's an outlier obviously, mm-hmm. but I can't say that I'm surprised because although I didn't expect it when it happened it, I wasn't like oh okay this I, although it shouldn't have happened I wasn't sitting there like. Oh, I couldn't have seen this happen at all because we saw we saw the warning the warning signs against Rice, against UAB, against La Tech, th- that second half offense, and we kind of saw saw the offense even though it was I I'm, again even though it was Arkansas the offense wasn't doing that well against Arkansas, hmm. and we've seen Liberty offense didn't do that well against it couldn't the offense doesn't put a full game together and I and other than SMU and maybe uh, Southern Miss no Southern Miss they couldn't score in the first half oh yeah the first half yeah you're seven. right yeah so the the offense hasn't put together a whole first half 
our whole first NUIW full game. Yes, exactly. Uh, this whole season, and again, I can't say I'm surprised when it happened. I mean, it's after the game, I wasn't sitting there like, "Oh man, this was a complete and total upset." Because ODU outplayed them in the second half. There wasn't, there was no luck. North Texas just got outplayed in the second half, and that's that's weird to say. <laughs> it honestly is weird to say. Yeah. So when you look at, it's so weird. This Old Dominion averaged 1.7 yards rushing. All right. Yeah. And that includes sacks, obviously. So sack adjusted. Where is this? They averaged 2.3 yards per carry. So they would run the ball and get two yards per carry, while North Texas gets five. And you look at that. Can you pull up the time of possession numbers? Uh, yes. I, that's that's what I need right now. Um. So you, you look at those two. It's um. It's a style that North Texas defense has gone with, and uh, recently, you know, Rice they stopped the run, made him pass. Um. UAB they stopped the run, made early beat them. They uh. Southern Miss, same thing for Southern Miss even. Um, they made uh, Abraham beat them through the air. And some teams can, some teams can't. Old Dominion's quarterback, uh, Blake LaRusso, I'm not going to say he could or he played amazing. He went 21-43 for 300 yards and two touchdowns and one pick, which isn't a isn't a great game. I mean, it might be a great game by his standards. <laughs> but Okay, t- uh, time of possession was North Texas 32 minutes, ODU 27 minutes. Jesus. Jesus. So um, take that for what you will. Yeah, and it's it's close, but like I said, when North Texas is averaging 5.2 yards a carry and North, and Old Dominion is averaging 2.3, you'd think that'd be a little more drastic. And I just felt like when North Texas needed to sustain drives, they couldn't at all. And so then Old Dominion came back with some big plays. They came back and punched North Texas in the face while they were getting rocked. Like they were already staggered and then – ODU just kept coming and coming and coming. Yeah. And the experienced guys that we know on this defense after Kyrie Muhammad went down couldn't couldn't do anything. They couldn't fill in. They couldn't bounce back at all. And it was so shocking to me. So, but like I was saying, the the defense obviously wanted to stop the run, which they did, and they obviously go usually man-to-man or some soft zone on the outsides and – ODU kind of just took what North Texas gave them in the past game, and the result was just the thing. The result was Travis Fulgham having a 61-yard touchdown pass because, like, even in the past games, North Texas secondary never got beat deep. Right. right? Yeah, there was no big plays that. Yeah, but this game game they gave up a 61-yard pass, a fist. A 53-yard pass and a 36-yard pass, and I think that's just the difference of the game when the secondary can't do what they've, what they did to Rice. And it, but it, I wouldn't say that's the reason that they're performing so bad as of late. The thing is, I mean, like I said, I mean, Refit kind of has the game plan of stopping the run, making a average quarterback beat you, and I don't, I that didn't even beat them, nor that. Blake LaRusso did not beat North Texas. No, yeah, no. North Texas beat themselves. I mean... <laughs> I don't even know what beat North Texas. It's just the offense. When, you, when you're when you up 28 points and you can't score anymore after yeah, that... Yeah, but you can't tell me Old Dominion dropping 34 points in the last 33 minutes of the game. You, you can't... I can't say that and then say, well, the offense needs to score more points how does the defense with a 28 to 0 lead against old dominion give that up that's fair that doesn't sit well with me that's i fair. don't i that's mean fair. 
this is a defense we have praised throughout the season. Yeah. And rightfully so. They have been amazing. Every single game. ODU, um, oh, I'm sorry. UAB, they were even good. La Tech, they were good. Um, every single game of this year, they've been really good. This was a three-quarter stretch, not even a two-and-a-half-quarter stretch that really makes you reconsider everything you say because how in the world does this defense give up 34 points to Blake LaRusa and a guy named Lala? <laughs> I'm, okay, that was kind of joking, but still, I mean, the sentiment is the same. Like, this ODU offense we know is good. Yeah. Like, Josh Duhart, Travis Fulgham are legit receivers. They can play. But North Texas has seen legit receivers in the past. Yeah. ODU's offensive line is not very good, but yet North Texas had two sacks on the day. This is the defense on front that has been getting sacks like nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't— Something's something some, weird. I, I I agree with you about the defense for this game, but I'm talking about these last. I mean, all the games where we kind of like North Texas laid a game, egg in the second half. It's always been the offense. That's true. So that's that's what I'm thinking thinking about because you can't expect the defense to come out and be great or above average every single week. Well, if this is a, I don't I don't I don't know because if this is a good good defenses are consistent, and this defense has been good up to this point. So I mean, so we're so you're trying to give you're giving them a pass for this. I'm not giving them a pass, but I'm saying it's not. This isn't their problem. I agree. Okay, yes, as a team in the general sense, the defense is not their problem. But right. I'm still on this game giving up 34 points right. in 33 right. minutes to Old Dominion. Yeah. And it. The thing is, the last drive, for for those for those of you who couldn't see it, well, here's here's a recap of it. ODU converted two third third and mediums. They converted two fourth and mediums. Actually, I think one was a fourth and short, and one of the other was a fourth and six. And on the last fourth and six, they went completed a thirty-six yard pass to uh, who was it? It wasn't Fulgham. Oh yes, it was Duhart. It was Duhart. Duhart with Tyreek Davis on him. Tyreek Davis has been really good for North Texas this year, but Duhart just basically boxed him out and caught the ball at like the five the five yeah so i mean you have four instances where you need to stop pretty much two yeah. third downs two fourth downs like on the third downs they're gonna go for it anyway so you can say whatever but those are critical downs and to just not be able to come up with a stop on those for a defense like this is really shocking to me i agree no i agree i, I watched the highlights and it was just like I mean, yeah, I tweeted it, out. It was it was reminiscent of last season. <laughs> yeah, it um. There's not much you can say about it, honestly. I mean, yeah, it is what it is, honestly. I mean, because it's it's too small of a sample size to really point. I mean, for us at least, we're not we don't we don't know we're not coaches. We don't know the individual players or anything like that in terms of day to day tendencies. Day, yeah, stuff. exactly. Okay, but uh. We, I, I just don't know what's gonna happen next next week, and we'll talk about that later. But hopefully, this isn't a consistent thing for the defense to just kind of be like this again. I mean, after there's such a strong strong first half of the season. Yeah. So here's one other thing I wanted to bring up, and this is gonna be a very, I'm not gonna say it's a very controversial thing, but it's gonna be an interesting topic. I want to get your opinion on too. Okay. Um, Mason Fine, as we all know, I think he's at 23 touchdowns to two interceptions this year. Yes. Um, we have said before on this podcast, 
don't know. We, we've praised him a lot on this podcast. We, we, we so. always said that he's not the problem. Yes, we always said yeah. that. And I still, he's not the problem. Yeah, I, I agree. Still I definitely, agree. He's still, he's still, still the best player on this team. Yes. By a mile. Yes. Still a top 15, 10 quarterback in the country. Yes. Definitely. I worry he's in his own head right now. And here's, here's what I mean by that. Okay. It's going to sound kind of crazy, I guess. But I'm just sitting here watching the game. And there are times where... So I, I mentioned earlier, his longest completion was for nine yards. In the, in second, the second half, half yeah. The first half, you know, he's letting it fly, teeing it high, all that teeing good stuff. Teeing it high and letting it fly. I all like that it. good stuff. So second half, you know, the play calling gets obviously more conservative. You don't want to turn the ball over and stuff like that. But it's something we've seen a lot from him in in their losses especially is that it, it looks like he's just really doesn't want to turn it over and he really doesn't want to make a mistake. That's, he throws the ball away probably more than any quarterback we've seen, right? Yeah. You would say like, I mean, it's not unreasonable about, but it's still he throws the ball away a lot. Um, and I feel like he just, last year's Mason Fine, he threw, 15, how many interceptions was it? 15 interceptions, 15. right? He was fearless. He, he just <laughs> threw the ball down he was, the He field. was a gunslinger. He was just gunning it. <laughs> This isn't the same Mason Fine. Like no. he's not forcing the ball down the field at all. Like a yeah, second he's, half he's not where even you trying don't, to second half where you don't complete a pass over nine yards, except for DeAndre Torrey out of the backfield, that it would be unheard of last year. Right? And this year's receiving core is better. Jalen Dar and Michael Lawrence, Jalen yeah. Guy and J, um, Rico Bussey. Plenty of playmakers. The offensive line is probably a little better than last year even. And yeah. I think the yeah, team overall is better. Yes, yes, as an offense is better. So why was there only one pass completed for over nine yards? And that gets back to what we said earlier. Is yeah. the defense? But even if the defense is playing like that, last, see, last year Mason would have forced it. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, he might have thrown a pick, but he, he would have forced it. Yeah, and he might have gotten a, a completion out of it. And that's that's honestly uh, – I didn't really think about that. Like Mason kind of being a little bit more timid because it's so uncharacteristic from last exactly. season. Um but no, I mean, it, thinking back, I mean, I feel like you're because the games. Obviously, I haven't seen a game since Rice visually. Yes, well, yes, um, but I mean, that makes perfect sense because you never do see the big plays. You never do see, and a lot of people blame that on play calling, like in yeah. terms of just like yeah. You know, and again, we'd have to go back and look at the film yeah, and yeah, watch the route yeah, running sp- and everything. Spur of the moment, it's like, oh, it's a play call. It's not yeah. Mason, and we we've, we've been. I mean, I've been that, of and. Course. Do you think it's his, his, his? He's in his own head, or do you think it's he's being told not to well, do stuff like thing. that? Well, here's the thing. I don't think. I think the receivers have not been as as yeah. Spry, no, I, I agree. As spry as they need to be. Spry. Yeah, I mean, definitely not. <laughs> They're not getting the separation. I feel like whenever I try to watch individual routes, I just feel like Guyton and them don't get the separation. Unless it's Michael Orris on like an underneath or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Rico Bussy in the first half was terrific. He got free a couple times. Um, so I know this defense can get free down the field, or I'm sorry, this receiving court can get free down the field. So it makes me question whether it's the defense adjusting or, again, if it's Graham Harrell calling shorter stuff to try to, you know, get them in rhythm a little bit more um, and not try to make the big play. But all that we don't know. But I'm saying I, I'm pretty positive that last year's Mason still would have forced the ball a little bit more than what he's doing right would now. Would you rather see that, or would you do you like the twenty-three and two? Well, I don't know if twenty-three and two is working right now in conference play. I agree. I think you need some interceptions, unless yeah. you're Tua Tavalego, like yeah, or have you know Alabama caliber yeah, players. Yeah, exactly. So, 
And this is an offense that is, like we said before, is predicated on Mason Fine's passing. Yeah. I don't think there's a doubt to that. I don't think anyone can say, like, no, it's DeAndre Torrey's offense. Okay. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but so Without this, Mason, this team could only exactly, have three wins. <laughs> exactly. And so you're kind of restricting Mason if this is the case, if the play calling is different and the, it's Michael Lawrence heavier or whatever. Um, and that's what the defense is giving you. They're gonna, they're saying, you know, we take what the defense gives us. That's fine, but there are times where ODU's defense is terrible. ODU yeah. has the worst defense in the conference yeah. by a f- mile. Yeah, like they were saying on the broadcast over and over, fourteenth in this, fourteenth in this, fourteenth in this, thirteenth in that. Worst defense by a mile, and we're settling. And North Texas is settling for a little five-yard routes to Michael Lawrence. Yeah, right now, it makes no sense. It makes no sense, and I understand taking what the defense gives you because maybe ODU was like, "Hey, we're not going to give up anything over the top." ODU can say that all they want. It's they get happen. their ass kicked by a UAB, <laughs> by everybody they play. Yeah. ODU's defense is not good enough to say we're going to take this away and make you do that. They're not. Okay. It's like a, it's like a varsity basketball or football team playing a JV team. They should do whatever they want. And so for Mason Fine to come out here and throw nine yard completions like twice, those were his two longest of the second half makes no sense to me and so i again i don't know if that's all graham harrow i don't know if that's all mason fine being timid and you know mm-hmm. trying to just manage the game which is not what he was last year that's a huge difference i th- something about mason i don't think mason could be a game manager type quarterback i he, agree he's got to be he's has to and he just has to he has to be dynamic he that's has to how he's just, gotten this far right he has to, he makes things happen he's he's the type of guy that when something breaks down he makes it happen and it's it's it makes you wonder why he's kind of not tried to you know force it force force something and i'm not saying that it's good to just force things into exactly. coverage or whatever force. but you never you, you never see north texas on and not saying that this would ever happen not saying you don't see north texas receivers mossing anybody because mason tried to give him a chance to because rico bussy could go go up and get a pass if, if it's one-on-one jalen guyton last season yes i was could about go to say up. do you remember the and last time we saw a guy moss somebody and that, that was jalen and, and i'm wondering and i'm wondering if that's not if jalen's kind of lower production this season might be because of that because jalen jalen is athletic exactly. and that's what he kind of thrives on yeah so. and so i mean how many times like we don't see any one-on-one. Like we don't see any jump balls, right? right? Like when's the last time we've seen a jump ball? I didn't see any last night. I didn't see any against Rice. I haven't seen one. Like just a straight jump ball. Yeah, one-on-one I've... coverage on the outside. I'm throwing it up to Jalen Guyton. He's gonna beat that receiver. No matter he's what, he's gonna go score a touchdown or Rico Bussy on this side. You don't see that. Yeah, we haven't seen that at all. And I think that is either Graham Harold, you know, just saying, you know, take what the defense gives you. You know, the safeties are deep. Take the Michael Lawrence underneath route. I'm wondering if it's not because. It's it's almost like they have too many weapons. They're like, oh, okay, someone else will just be open. And they're kind of just relying exactly. on that. It's like, oh, our offense is too good. We'll we'll score anyways. Mm-hmm. Type yeah. of thing. There is definitely a certain. No, I mean, I don't think there's a certain arrogance to. This I don't think I don't think it's arrogance because they haven't been good enough. I don't, for think, that I don't think it's arrogance. I think it's confidence in that they have other weapons. It's not especially like, against Old Dominion. Right. It's not like, it's not like you're just like, oh, Rico Buses are only our only guy okay, that can yes. catch a ball. Yeah, Let's just throw it up to him. It's like, oh, if Rico's covered, if Jalen's covered, if Michael's is covered we'll just throw it to Jalen Darden but then it seems to that seems to happen that that doesn't happen and they're just kind of like oh we'll just throw it away yeah so and then the game gets away from him. yeah and so then just like that the drives stall because they're not going moving the ball down the field quickly enough or effectively and so then just it it just breaks loose all hell breaks so loose. so what do you want to see 
Oh, I guess we'll get into the FAE preview. I'll ask this question later. Okay, yes, yes, we will get into that. All right. Um, some people were asking. All right, that's. I think we've. I think that covers everything. I think that covers almost everything. Yeah, I, um, we don't have. I mean, there's no point. I don't really think there's any more that we can talk about Conference USA struggles, other than what we've already said the whole time. Unless you have any. I do want to specify. Okay. In these three losses to UAB, uh, ODU, and La Tech, all three have been you know second half collapses. Right. And Mason Fine was. Definitely agitated by that after the game. He was saying, you know, it's uncalled for. We need to fix this, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he was mad. Yeah, it was pretty he – was, he was upset for Mason's standards. Um, yeah, we, we will get into this in the FAU game. And we have some questions about this too. So I'm going to just – I think we're just going to move to questions. Okay. But uh, this is it's definitely become a, sta- a, sta- a stamp of this team. And it's going to be something that they're remembered for um, in year two of stuff at Trail. So we'll see. Um, I have questions. So. When we do move on to our questions, if you're watching, please put some questions in chat. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, please DM one of us or go to 247sports.com and put Post it on, on the board. board. Yep. Um, but yeah, all right, let's get into it. Um, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the lighter. Okay, well, these aren't lighter, but the, we'll start with the shorter questions say, these, first. These, I don't know how these are light. We're going to start with the shorter questions first, I should say. Um, somebody messaged me on Twitter. It was kind of an at. It was kind of in a thread thing, and said um, North Texas has leads totaling seventy to sixteen in their three losses, twenty-one to six, twenty-one to ten, twenty-eight to zero. Do they just get too predictable after getting a lead? And then somebody else said, or too complacent. Either way, coaching. That's what he says. Am I going first? Or are you going first? Um, you can go first. You can go first. I don't think it's either of those. What do you think it is then? I think because that's tough. I, I think it's it's. It was complacent or it was predictable. Sorry. Predictable. Sorry, that's what I was thinking of. I don't think it's either of those because I just think it's – I mean, like we just talked about, it's just – I feel like the offense doesn't try to take chances. I don't know if it's a, that's predictable because you, you can make completely different play calls but only go for the safe route. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, that's, that's a variance of – Predict- predictability when the defense is like, all right, we're just going to put a safety deep or something, and we know they're not going to go deep. So we can just do whatever we have to do short and keep it short. But I don't feel like that that's, that's a thing when the game is still a blowout. Like when it's still 28-0, to zero, I don't think you can be like, oh, we'll just throw a safety deep so they can't you know, beat us because then they'll uh, North Texas will just do something else to score, and they just haven't done that. Does that make sense? I, I, I suppose. Like they're not trying. North Texas isn't trying to throw a bomb to win a game, so there's no point in in like, yeah, deleting the lo- the long pass if you have one of the worst defenses in conference. Yes, I I I get that. It's it's tough to answer. Um, That's just my personal opinion. That's me, not, yes, yeah. no, I understand. <laughs> it's tough to answer because um, of what we all talked about. Um, I don't think they get complacent. I think, like we mentioned, it's a different team, and I just think they get kind of. They get shook by, by by small things, which is weird. Um, so I don't think it's complacency. Um, I think, if anything, it's the opposite of complacency. I think it's over-ordering. Yeah. I think it's overcompensating. Right, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, I do think they get a little predictable once they get a lead. I do completely. Um, there's a reason that their yards per carry um, on the run game went down three three whole yards, basically, the first half, the second half. Um, the defense knew what they were trying to do, trying to get first downs and kill some clocks, short routes, run the ball. Um, they don't take shots down the field at all in the second half, and so I think that is a 
a little bit predict predictable, and so it is harder to harder to sustain to sustain drives when you don't throw the ball deep at all. So yeah, that is um, that is um, that's it for me as well. Uh, but it is also what we talked about. So I'm not gonna say it's all being predictable, but um, it, it is also people just making plays. I mean, not making dumb mistakes, and I think that's just from being kind of shook. I use the word shook a lot. And I was gonna say you use it twice in like the last 15 but, seconds. But, yeah. All right. <laughs> Someone else said, also on Twitter, someone said, somebody's getting fired Monday, right? Question mark. No. <laughs> I'm just going to say no. <laughs> Nobody's getting fired. <laughs> this team is still 7-3. and three. This isn't... This is, the, this is the toughest podcast I've ever had to record. And it's just Your so... Your face is red. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> It's it's because obviously as North Texas, the thing is, I've said this over and over times. I am a North Texas, you know. I cover the team. Yeah. I'm not a huge North Texas fan, so yeah. I don't I don't want to be. You're I don't want to be a fan. fan. Yeah. I don't, well, okay, yes, but I don't want to be a fan of a I'm team sorry. I cover. Right. I guess if I cover the Spurs, I you try to distance yourself as much as possible from them. Right. I think you still want them to win, obviously, because it's easier to cover a team that's winning. But the thing about this team is that when you it's my second year covering them full time, and you just get to know them like this. It's frustrating. And you see Kyrie Muhammad, quote unquote, spitting on somebody, and then you see the defense crumble, and you see Mason Fine, top whatever quarterback in the country, not throw the ball deep. I, I'm nobody. Nobody deserves to be fired. First of all, I don't think Graham does. First of all, they're not going to fire anybody in the ninth game of the season. Yeah, tenth game of the season. Yeah, that's no not happening. Um, so I don't know how sarcastic maybe that tweet was. Maybe it was sarcastic. I don't know. But nobody's getting fired, and I don't think anyone deserves to be fired. Um, if anything, they'll just move on from people uh, over the offseason. They lose, if they lose two games, two more games. If they lose two more games, do they fire someone in the offseason? Again, I, well, okay. Well, it's not going to be called firing. Like, if anything, it'll just be Graham okay, Harrell. Okay, same thing. Gar- Graham same Harrell thing. steps down. Same thing, same thing. It. Like, okay, Do how you many think changes? How about this? How many, how many changes coaching changes okay. are we going to see over the offseason if they end up going 8-5? Eight 8-5, and five? Eight and five, yes. No, but how many? Oh, you're asking this me? Because this is the same exact coaching staff as last year, except they added to Charge Choice at running backs coach. Same exact defense line, defensive backs, everything. How many changes will we see? Uh, Due to to the season being bad. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. Assuming Seth Luttrell is back next year. Okay. How many coaches change with Seth Luttrell being back? Because if he's gone, then obviously you're going to clean house. Yeah. I don't see anyone leaving, honestly. Okay. I mean, what do you, what do you, who do you, who do you get rid of and why? Okay. So you have, you have Graham Harrell. He's made some questionable calls, but again, Seth has enough friends. Calling a different offensive coordinator. That's fair. That's the fair. The thing is, him and Graham are good friends, though. And that would be really, I'm not going to say effed up, but that'd be really screwed up to fire him. But also, maybe Graham, people people know who Graham Harrell is, first of all. And yeah. maybe Seth is like, could, hey, I can get you an offensive coordinator position at UTEP. Some, I, okay, obviously, UTEP just got a new offensive coordinator, but whatever. Some, some other yeah, school. A, some yeah, other school. San Diego State. Yeah. Put you out there. Like, like I think it's best that we move on. You just. There are going to be changes. What do you think happens if they go eight and five? I think I don't. I never wish for anybody to be fired. Obviously, we don't. Yeah, yeah. Of, of course. course, no one does. We're just thinking of theoretical options they have. Um, 
it's I, I don't I don't think the offensive line coach I don't think Coach Langston. No, um, that's that's talent. Because I, I think that's a lot of that is talent. Um, what what does Graham have um, left? There will be position coaches leaving though. I think if they go eight and five, they're going to be like, this isn't the the conference championship team that we wanted, or I thought it was going to be. And you 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 might see you know a defensive backs coach or whatever a position group coach, but going to another school. But I think. Graham Harrell is is definitely the top dog in Jeopardy right now. I think. I think he is, but I I I don't see him gone after this season. There's too much talent on this offense to score yeah. three points in 33 minutes. That's true. And if they lose two more games, and we have two more games, if North Texas fans have two more games of ammunition to get upset about against Graham Harrell, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And Seth stays, of course. If Seth stays and they go 8-5, you know how upset Seth's going to be? Yeah. He's, things are going to change. I'll just say that. That's all I got to say for that. All right. Two more questions. I'm pretty sure these are similar questions, but this is what everyone is asking. So okay. we're just going to go with it. All right. First question. What do you think the biggest? What do you think is the biggest reason for the decline in production from the first half to the second half by the offense. All right, first half of the season. Wait, what? Let me reread this. Okay, reread it. They just say first half to second half. Of what? Just the games? I think so, right? I mean, that, that makes sense. We, talk, I, I we talked say, about that already, though. Yeah, I mean. I'm trying to think of the season. What changed? Okay, I would, I would uh, yeah. What, what has would, changed non-conference to conference as an offense? I think just hype. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like SMU, that was a must win. They're they're gonna try to put points up against SMU, against Arkansas. They're gonna try to put points. They're gonna try to make a statement win against UIW. That's just you're just gonna win that game. I think conference they're trying to be more. I don't uh, know. More. I guess just kind of win the game. That makes sense. To survive, not survive, but like more oh, we're up. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just play it out. We'll just be coast. smarter. Yeah, yes. we'll just be instead of like trying to be like less off emotion. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Like like in the at the beginning of the season, it's like this team can be whatever it wants to be, and everyone's hyped up. Everyone's ready to go out. Everyone's ready to make statement wins, and then this team got everything it wanted in terms of publicity. So you think they settled? I don't think they s- settled. Is not the <laughs> word I'd use. I think once they became 4-0, they're like, okay, we're the team we want to be. And they were like, we'll just run the table or get one loss or something. And, and then, then La Tech happened. And then La Tech happened. And they're like, oh, okay, well, it's fine. It's just La Tech. And then UAB happened. And they're like, oh, okay. And then and Rice was and then Rice was kind of just eh. So I think this team had an image of itself after the 4-0 start. And that's not what they actually are. Yeah. Okay. His other question is about play calling and game managing, which I think – we talked about for the most part um, turning Mason Fine into kind of a game manager. Actually, he can't be. I don't think. I agree. I don't think so either. Um, but like, I mean, all the questions on Twitter and everything are all about you know. You have anything in the board? Bad. Let me check, Colin. Meanwhile, start talking about FAU. Oh, FAU, the great lane train is on its way, and it's coming through. What seems like at the perfect time for him <laughs> to come through. Um, they're off a they're off a win against Western Kentucky. Um, they beat Western Kentucky thirty four to fifteen. Uh, they're not as good as a team this year as 
we've we've gone through throughout our Conference USA outlooks. Um, they are a very run-heavy team, though. Um, they have two running backs, uh, Devin Singletary, obviously. But they also have Kareth White Jr., which is a very good back as well, mm-hmm. who against Western Kentucky had 163 yards and two touchdowns, with Devin Singletary also having 148 and two touchdowns. So this team is going to try to run it down your throat and just kind of do whatever it can. They also go for it a lot on fourth down. I forgot the stat. It was 26 for 31, I think you said. 36. Uh, 36. 21 26, to 36. 21 to 36. 55% conversion fourth, rate. Uh, fourth down conversion yep. rate. So they like to go for it. Um, I think this is the worst time that FAU could come through. <laughs> North Texas. Oh, I don't even want to think about this game Lane, right now. Lane is the bringer of nightmares. I really don't want to think about this game right now. You already, know, you already, know, have to. You already know after that ODU loss, he was looking at his, at his calendar just kind of like hitting his fingers together. Just yeah, like, yeah, Licking his lips. Yeah, he's, he's, like, like, he's, he's like a hungry dog. <laughs> yeah, he's um. This is a run-heavy offense. Their pass game is not very good. I think he has 13 interceptions on the year. Uh, as Who, a, Chris as Robinson? A pass game. No, not him. Just the passing game as a unit. Because they've as a oh. they have a, they've had a few quarterbacks come in. Yeah, they play. have uh, 13 interceptions. 10 yeah. by Chris Robinson, which is okay, their so normal. 10 by Chris their, Robinson. Their normal quarterback. He has eight touchdowns, by the way. They only have 10 total passing this is touchdowns. Not a, yeah, this is not a passing yeah. team. It's a run-heavy team, which should play into North Texas' favor. But they have 2,500 rushing yards. But, I mean, coming into the UAB game, they, they were a run-heavy team, and North Texas kind of stopped their run pretty good. They could pass, though. Yeah, or they could pass the ball, yes. Uh, but, I mean, North Texas is historically good against, this year at least, uh, against run-heavy teams, right? Liberty. Right. <laughs> you had to add the right at the end of that. Right? Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm unsure I, about everything We're right all now. unsure now because it's like, Everything we thought this team was just kind of just got turned back in our face <laughs> like, after last like night. Like, North Texas should be UTSA, right? 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like they're going to be UTSA, right? Like, come on. Uh, but, no, yeah, in all seriousness, uh, FAU's run game, I think, is going to be a problem. But, like I said, I, I like North Texas' matchup in the run defense area against them with EJ, Brandon, and that front three that they have. Uh, maybe even get some Bryce English snaps in there. Um, the the concern I have is the defense getting worn down like they did against Old Dominion. Yeah. Uh, only have five days of rest. Uh, come back. I think I want to get into this later. I keep I want to talk. I want to go a little deeper into the FAU. You know, like the whole spectrum of how you have FAU plays and everything like that first. But uh, we do need to get into just recovering from this loss going into FAU. Yeah. So uh, what else do you have on FAU right now? I had some stuff, but I, I can go pull it up first. Uh, uh, like, well, FAU is 5-5 five and five overall. I think that's worth noting. 5-5 five yeah. five overall. 3-3 three and three in conference. 3-3 three and three in conference. So same as North Texas in the other division, though. Um, yeah, in the other division. These were the two favorites by far coming into – the season. We'll just call this the conference championship. Yeah, let's call this. Let's the just call this. Let's just call this. Yeah, the these were the two heavy heavyweight favorites. I mean, but when you look at the five FAU losses, there's really only one bad loss on there, in my estimation. Um, am I missing a loss? Let me see. One. Which is the OD? Okay, they have the Oklahoma loss, which I, I mean wasn't close, but it's I, Oklahoma. I still wouldn't say it's a bad loss. Um, U- UCF, not a bad loss. Middle Tennessee. That's a bad loss. They lost by one. Yeah, but, I, but, one I think, but it happened. It happened like last. It was some weird thing. I thought at the very yeah. end they were yeah. up and then they got they scored. went for they got scored on and went for two. I think middle middle. Oh three. yeah, that's what happened. So yeah. I, I don't think yeah. I, it's not a bad loss. It just happened abruptly. 
Uh, Marshall is a bad loss. That was 31 to 7. Yeah, it's a bad loss. And then what was their, their fifth loss? LaTeX, 21 13. You could just say that's a loss. LaTeX better. Yeah, so, LaTeX is a better team. So it's just a loss. Which North Texas should be the better team in this matchup. But who knows now? Uh, um, I'm not comfortable saying any definitives about this team anymore. No, I'm, I'm just saying based on what it should have been. I agree. Uh, I uh, mean, FAU also has impressive wins over FIU, most notably 49-14. That's a huge win, and that really showed this team can play when they need to. Yeah. Uh, Western was a all right win, 34-15. Bethune-Cookman, Air Force was a close win. Was it 33-29, if I remember correctly? Um, 49-28. Bethune-Cookman. Air Force. Oh, Air Force, 33-27. 33-27. Um, and then you have the Old Dominion win, 52-33. to Man, only if North Texas could have put up 52 points. <sighs> yeah. ODU scored about the same amount of points. Yeah, so only one less. Yeah, so um, so that, that's the uh, that's the schedule for FAU going into this game. Uh, the defense is not as good as it was last year at all. Al, yeah. God damn it, how am I gonna say his name? Al Shazir. Oh, hold on, let me. Let Their me, linebacker, uh, is, linebacker is out, um, and he's been he's only played six games, and he hasn't played a game since I forgot when. Uh, Bernie, you oh, have Old that. Old Dominion game six. Okay. I don't know if they could hear that. So the sixth game of the season against Old Dominion is when he, he got injured and he hasn't played since. Um, they also give up uh, – let me see how much points they give up a game. They give uh, – 31. 31 points a game. And they scored 31. Yep. It's, they they gave up 31.3 and they have 31.14. Yeah. So. And the linebacker that we're talking about is Al Shire Aziz, who was the preseason all-defensive or defensive player of the year in, in the conference. Mm-hmm. So that obviously hurts not having him. Uh, but the defense just as a whole just has not looked the same as what it was last year. It's not going to hold North Texas to 14 points, I don't think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, we're not going to be definitive. No definitive. But I, I, there's still a lot of talent on this FAU team, yeah, as we and know. As Lane Kiffin, a head coach. Yeah, and Lane I mean, Kiffin, a head coach. And they're going to be aggressive. They're going to go fourth on fourth down. They're going to run the ball down the throats with one with, of the with the best running back yeah. in the Conference USA. Yeah. Um, they're going to be physical up front. They're going to be strong up front. And North Texas is going to have to really get their legs back under them really quickly if they want to hold this run game in check consistently. Yeah, and I think Lane is going to try to prove a point in this game that his team is not worthy of being 3-3 or is, is more worthy of being 3-3 three, three and three this season in, in conference. And Lane last season was really upset when he didn't put up more than like 40 points in the first half or something. I remember, yeah. yeah. So Lane is going to try to just beat down Seth. Yep. And in in North Texas, so this is not a game where also FAU is playing for bowl eligibility. Yeah, yeah. Like they're five and five right now. They need yeah. another win. Yeah, and this this North Texas is cannot take this game lightly. At I all. mean, they have to go into this game like they're playing. This is their season. Yeah, th- this this game right here is their season. You can you play a good team in the bowl game. It, it, that's that that's that's, a, that's different. A, that's cherry on top. Yeah, that, but that's but you have. To, you this have you have to win game. this game. If you lose this game, this season's just it's over. Damn. I mean, I mean, I really, it is over. Is a, you can't. A strong you can't. Go, it is going to be a tough. You can't. If you lose this game, it's a worse season than last season. In terms of context, that's a big statement. I think it's worse than last season I because could, we could spend an hour arguing that. I don't know if we need to argue that. We're going to say that for the end of the season podcast. Okay. We'll look back on this. Okay. Okay. Um, this topic. Take my hot take. Yes, it is. For what um, it is. <laughs> we, we, no, we'll look back on it. We'll look back yeah. on it definitely. If they lose to FAU, 
if they go eight and five and last year's team was nine and five, it's definitely a discussion that needs to be had. Um, so we'll look at that later. But um, yeah, the game's on Thursday night at eight thirty p.m. Oh, Central so Time. Late. Yeah, so the game's not gonna end until eleven thirty p.m. So late. at earliest. So be ready if for those of you who are showing up. Do you expect the crowd? Oh man, give me eighteen thousand. I think it's gonna be the. Yeah. Yeah, probably about 18,000. They lost against ODU. The fan base is just gone. I agree. And it's so late. People have tests on Fridays and stuff like that. Yeah, give me me 18K max. Yeah, students aren't going to show up, I don't think. Um, Unless they have no class on Friday, which some do. So that's good. Um, Yeah, I'm very... What's the word? Unenthused about this game? Yeah. But I don't know what to expect. I mean, we broke down everything. We had to. We know what how we know what FAU is going to come in to do. Yeah. We know what North Texas is going to come in and try to do. It's a matter of whether Mason Fine can throw the ball down the field effectively and can complete passes of over ten yards. To, I don't think I don't I don't think completing effectively is the word though. What what is? The I think it's just even attempting deep passes. <laughs> no, he has to complete them. Right? He no, has, he has to complete them, but he hasn't really tried to complete them deep. Yes, exactly. But you. You have to try I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's not. It's not a lack of. It's not a lack of. Uh, you're saying you have to try first in before order to, you before you before can you even come, mess up. Yeah, you know okay. what I'm saying? So it's like. Okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah. 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 All right, Colin. Anything else you want to add about FAU? Other than my uh, prediction. That's where we're at right now. Writing. <laughs> got my pin out. All right. I'm ready. Go ahead, Colin. I'm predicting North Texas's first loss. We do not want to overreact here. I'm not overreacting, but I am predicting we'll a loss. Damn. Okay. What do you predict? Um, give me. It's gonna be oh, close. Let me, see the li- let me see if the line. Yeah, up. let's look at the line. The line's uh, got to be up. It's. Cool. Start to keep talking. Uh, I think the reason why I'm predicting loss is because I haven't seen. I've seen what this team's been able to to really do the last three games, and I think or those three losses, I guess, and I think that Lane is gonna make sure that his team is aggressive the whole entire game, and I haven't seen that from North Texas in the second half. I think they will try to be, but I think it'll be close. Um, what's this what, line, Bruni? Um, hold on. West game. They have last week's. Oh, future odds. Missed it. I got it. Okay, I thank you. Hold the mic closer to me. Thank you. So thank you. you. Can all hear my voice? What? What is it? Nope. Okay, no line. Nope. What do you hear? What do you expect the line to be? This is a good question. Because I expect North Texas to still be favored at home. They'll be favored. They'll be favored by like. Three, four, two and a half. Four. I was gonna two say and a half, three, something like that. Three. I'll say three. Three and a half. Okay, mm, Colin, this give is me a tough. Oh, North Texas is home. Keep I know this in they're mind. home. FAU is traveling on home. a short week. You I know, know they're home. FAU is traveling on a short week. Um, North Texas run defense is good. You know, Mason Fine should be good. Uh, FAU's defense hasn't been great. Uh, yeah, that's every all the positive stuff I have to say. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me FAU. This is so hard. 41 to... Oh, I'm trying to do math. 37. Good Lord. (laughs) He said good Lord. (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't even know who I'm picking to win. I thought about this this morning in the shower, by the way. I was like, dang, who am I going to pick? The thing is, I think it'd be really nice 
you know, it'd be a great story for North Texas to come back, bounce back, and win the game. I, I, I do agree. I want them to win the game. I'm not, I'm not no, saying... no, 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 no. I know you do. Yeah. I'm just... I need to... Give me North Texas... <laughs> North Texas... I just can't see this offense putting together a full game. That's that's, the, that's what I'm thinking in my, my head, and I, and I keep thinking of Lane putting together a full game. So you know for, what I'm saying? For that, there's no way they're going to score 37 points. But I think they try to at the end. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, see, I want to predict North Texas to win this game. I worry about the offense consistency. I worry that this loss is going to hang over. And I honest, frankly, if that loss hangs over, I don't blame them. Because that is such a bad loss, and you need... <laughs> You need some time to digest that. Bruni's distraught. I'm not even going to be recovered from that by the time this game comes on. I'm going to be thinking about that. Uh, with all this being said, give me North Texas. Ooh, big. Give me North Texas. It's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be 30 to 20. 30 to 24. Yeah. That is low. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Man, I don't I mean, don't, again, we can't say anything definitive about this. Yeah, this team at this point. And so I, I, don't know. I had to stop picking blowouts because I thought I was so confident that it happened. And I was so ready to come on here and be like, yeah, North Texas finally blew a team out. And it just didn't happen. And it wasn't close. <laughs> well, this was a sad podcast, Colin. Yeah, you ranted for a long while. I'm sorry. I want to say that. your your time of possession was time of possession was, was, was high. Was <laughs> dominated the time of possession this game. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We will have our basketball podcast tomorrow on late Monday. at night. Sorry, late but. on a Monday. So uh, it will be streamed as well. So tune into that stream. Follow us on Twitter. He is at CJH Mitchell. I'm at Matt Bruni twenty five. Um, so you can follow us there for updates and everything like that. Uh, we will North Texas men's basketball plays at ten thirty tonight. They play Hawaii. Big game. Big game. Hope I mean we'll see if they can play out the three and zero right now. So we'll get into all of that on the basketball podcast. Um, send us your questions, your score predictions, your answers, anything, anything, anything you, you want to say about you, the team. If you just want to say hi, send us everything on Twitter, um, DMs, um, anything like that. So thank you for joining us, whether that's on the stream. Or if that's on SoundCloud at Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, I believe it is. Yep. Um, we're going to get through this together, guys. And it's okay. It's okay. We'll be back. Should we do an earlier podcast next week? For football? F- yeah, FAU play- F- is on oh, Thursday. Oh, like after maybe Friday? No, I have football Friday. Saturday? Saturday. Oh, we don't have a game Saturday. Boom, yeah, boom Saturday. Saturday. All right, Saturday will be the next podcast here. Colin, anything else you want to say? No. All right. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We hope you have a great (laughs) week. See you on Thursday. Bye.